My name is Patrick Rahal, but you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. And this week, if you are quarantined or you are self-quarantined or you are otherwise, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, isolation, you know, working from home, any of that crazy good stuff. I mean, not good, but, you know, maybe good that you're away from people. I I have a recommendation for you. It's something that I just watched yesterday. Um, I know I said I was going to talk about... Mostly about um, Castlevania this week, but I did not finish the entire series, and I do not want to provide any spoilers for folks who have not yet seen the whole thing. So I'm going to push that back till next week, I think. And uh, I also just want to make sure that you folks are checking out the entire Dorkening Network, the Dorkvania crossover event that we're doing, because there are some amazing prizes, and you're going to get to see what they are. Actually, if you're listening to this on Tuesday the 17th, happy St. Patrick's Day, just to start off with. And uh, it'll be a week from today, uh, actually a week and a day, March 25th. So plan accordingly, so hopefully you get to uh, check out the live dorkening show. And make sure you're listening to all the shows. There'll be an ad later on. You'll get to know exactly what what the prizes are. if you follow the Dorkening on Facebook, but you'll know what the uh, what shows you need to listen to because everybody's got a specific phrase on their show that they need to uh, they need to say, and it forms one long phrase. And if you listen to the shows in order, you get the phrase in order. If you listen to them out of order, it might be a little more difficult. But all you need to do is know that phrase and message Leo Pond on Facebook with what the phrase is, and you get entered into a drawing to uh, win some fabulous Castlevania-themed prizes. But that's not what I'm talking about today. What I'm talking about today is uh, it's a, a little documentary that I just watched yesterday um, on Amazon. And it's something that, you know, because of the nature of this show and, and what we tend to talk about here, you know, I know this is called Shark Bites, but, you know, that's mainly because it's a small bite of information or, 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 you know, a bite of, uh, you know, a little, uh, little bite of content, you know, some extra stuff that, you know, maybe you're not quite sure you want to just take a little nibble, a test taste to see if you're interested in it. You know, that's really what the, what the name is all about, you know, because when a shark bites something, they don't have the normal tactile, uh, 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 like a, they don't have hands or tentacles or things like well sharktopus has tentacles but um you know their tactile sensation is based all around you know their bites so if they're curious about something they bite it as opposed to looking at it touching it like a you know a, a primate would do and that's kind of what this is all about you know so I, that's why you have such a a wide variety of uh of subject matter that I cover on this on this show and so today, uh, what I want to talk about is a documentary called Saving Jaws from 2019. It's actually something that was worked on for many, many years. And the uh, synopsis, the plot summary on uh, IMDb, 
It says, Ocean Ramsey, that's the researcher's name. Her name is Ocean. Ocean Ramsey attributes her unparalleled connection with sharks to over a decade of research, but many are convinced it is something more. The media has dubbed her the Shark Whisperer. Battling a looming extinction, Ocean and her team of marine biologists will travel the globe for 12 months, conducting research and expanding their conservation efforts. From renowned scientists and PhDs to elite athletes and celebrities, the Shark Whisperer will lead humans from all walks of life out of their element and into the deep, free diving with some of the world's most dangerous sharks. Her goal? To give the world the opportunity to see sharks the way she does. And for a lot of this, there's there's some really good information in here. For example, uh, towards the end of the documentary, they show all these different diving techniques, you know, talking about how, you know, you go with a group. If you go with a group, you know, the sharks kind of recognize that this is a herd, this is a group. If you go by yourself, you're much more likely to be mistaken for prey, you know, keeping your hands tucked because, you know, if you if sharks see your fingers dangling, like, oh, that might be like a little octopus. Let me go take a little little nibble on that, you know. And what they they kept using the phrase adverse shark experience or adverse uh, shark encounter. Some of the stuff I didn't exactly agree with. But I can understand why it's there, like going in, trying to, you know, handing out um, pamphlets to different restaurants in uh, in Hong Kong. uh, Not Hong Kong. I'm sorry. And in uh, I forget the name of the city now. It was in China and where there was this abundance of shark finning. For those of you who are unfamiliar with shark finning. Basically, what they do is they, uh, you know, the the fishermen will take the sharks, they'll catch the sharks, they'll bring them on board, cut their fins off, their dorsal fins, their pectoral fins, you know, the ones on the side, and uh, you know, coddle. They'll not the caudal fin, that's the tail, but they'll take as many of the fins as they can, you know, pectoral fins, pelvic fins, and then uh, toss the sharks still alive back overboard to either drown or bleed to death. And this is for uh, shark fin soup. And in some of these shops, you would see thousands upon thousands upon thousands of shark fins from little fins, from, you know, baby sharks to huge fins from whale sharks or basking sharks, you know, that, you know, sharks don't repopulate very quickly. You know, as I've mentioned on some of these uh, some of these other episodes that I've done, you know, some of them take two years to gestate. Some of them, like the Greenland shark, don't reach sexual maturity till they're 150 years old. These are not species that will propagate quickly. Uh, sharks account for about seven human deaths a year, and humans kill 70 to 100 million sharks every year. So it's not really uh, fair and balanced. It's not equitable. So that's one of the things that you know I I, I was behind her on her message, but... And I understand what she was doing because, you know, she is a staunch ally of sharks and uh, is all for their conservation, which we should be. Sharks are very similar to, uh, as far as the ecosystems go, uh, they're as important as bees. You know, without without sharks, you know, controlling the ecosystem in the ocean, you know, it's going to be the same thing as if we lost all of our bees that are pollinating all of our food that's grown on land. So 
there's a there's a huge uh, impact environmentally and you know towards humans as well. But some of the things I didn't agree with is, uh, and maybe it's just my fault for reading into the, some of the comments on this uh, on the the IMDb uh, page. But you know, they're insinuating that you know Ocean Ramsey because she is a, a uh, an attractive blonde woman. You know, her message can't possibly be that important because she, you know, she kind of romanticizes some of the um, experiences she's had with sharks. You know, like she talks about one, like looking into their eye and like them looking back at her and like maybe that's not what happened. Maybe that's just how she perceived it, which is fine. She's the one who's in the water with the shark doing all this research. She's the one who's traveling around the world trying to you know, influence people to, you know, stop finning sharks and, you know, killing them just, you know, just to have some soup. You know, I that's, to me, that's admirable. What she looks like shouldn't factor into that at all. But, you know, that's what some of these people are, are, are posting about. And it's like, oh, well, I only clicked on the movie because I saw her in her wetsuit. And it's like, it's kind of pathetic. It's like, yeah, fine, you know, you know, she's obviously in shape because she swims all the time. And, you know, she's, you know, a nice looking lady, whatever. Who cares? You know, there's her and there's her uh, her her partner that she's been diving with forever. Juan Oliphant, um, you know, the two of them are always in the water together. You know, he's you know usually doing, you know, the camera work. She does camera work like they both take turns like he's a well-built guy. You know, but there were no there were no comments about that. You know, so I think it's kind of pathetic that people are trying to downplay the message that she's attempting to convey because of what she looks like, which kind of pisses me off because she's doing a lot of really, really good work. You know, she travels around the world, you know, trying to figure out like there was one beach that she went to or one one spot that she went to that she was looking for. um, She was looking for tiger sharks and while they were waiting for the tiger sharks to show up, they went around and cleaned up the plastic that was floating in the ocean. You know, like, I don't, I don't see what's wrong with that. That has nothing to do with what she looks like. You know, you know, they go around and they do all kinds of, uh, conservation work. They travel all around the world. Like I said, this documentary took many, many years to make because they had to get all this different footage. They had to get footage from different areas. You know, they had conferences and and seminars that they went to that they spoke at. You know, they won awards. They talked to different, um, you know, actors. And, you know, there were uh, uh, there was legislation going on in Toronto. Like there's a lot of places where they're trying to outlaw shark finning. And, you know, some people who are trying to, to to continue the practice are saying like oh well this is you know it's Chinese tradition and like there were several folks who were testifying um, in the documentary saying like I lived in China for 23 years like I'm from China I'm Chinese and this is the first time I'm hearing that it's that it's uh, a a uh, a Chinese tradition and then you had somebody else saying like oh this yeah this is a, a Chinese tradition the way like foot binding was a Chinese tradition at one point so you know is that really something we need to continue doing like there's no reason for it but 
Yeah, it's it's a really good documentary. There's some amazing shots of of you know large schools of sharks. There's some amazing shots of you know just a lot of undersea life. Uh, they go to different reefs. I highly recommend it. It's only about an hour, and it's very educational, especially if you're someone like me who is very passionate about the conservation of sharks. It can be disturbing because there is uh, a bit of footage of sharks being finned, like, you know, actual footage of this happening, and it's it can be disturbing. I wouldn't recommend it for maybe some younger viewers, but if you are interested in shark conservation and you are interested in seeing how <clears throat> the 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 world different parts of the world view um you know the 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 way this animal or these animals I should say are are perceived um I mean that's how the the whole documentary starts they just walk around talking to people in Hawaii like what's the first word you think of when you hear the word shark and they're all like fear and and scary and big teeth and you know it's like and like well why do you feel that way it's like because of jaws you know and even you know shark week on uh discovery or animal planet whatever whatever channel it's on i don't i can't think of it off the top of my head i haven't watched it in years because so much of it is romanticizing the idea of sharks being these unstoppable murder machines which they're not they're apex predators and there there's a like a little bit of a disclaimer at the very beginning of the of the documentary where they say you know sharks are not monsters but they are apex predators and <clears throat> you need to you know show them you know sufficient respect when you go into their habitat you know you need to know how to if you're in a situation how to uh, react but you know we don't recommend that anybody does any of this stuff that we're doing in the in the in the documentary like don't do what we do you know if you're going to go and if you you want to go diving with sharks go with professionals go with a large group like go with people who are specifically trained you know they show a lot of different options there's some free diving there's some cage diving so there's um <clears throat> There's a lot. So Ocean Ramsey and, and the One Ocean um, Foundation, that's her uh, her charity foundation or her her organization that, um, you know, is working on shark conservation. Uh, there's other groups, uh, one that I know that I'm, uh, you know, very familiar with because it's, it's near me, the uh, White Shark, the Atlantic White Shark Conservancy that's uh, in Massachusetts. Um, they've been tagging all the white sharks they have because um, there's been an abundance of white sharks over the past few years at Cape Cod all along. Uh, if you look at a map of Massachusetts, Cape Cod's kind of like where the arm, like if, because Cape Cod kind of looks like a bicep, you know, like somebody flexing a bicep. So it's that whole elbow to fist area that sticks out into the ocean. Uh, there are sharks everywhere because... You know, there's a lot of fishermen, and the fishermen started drawing seals, and more and more seals would show up, and seals are the number one prey for sharks. So the sharks started showing up, and nobody wants to get rid of the seals because, oh, the seals, they're cute. Look at them. They're like, you know, sea dogs. They're sea puppies. Oh, they're so adorable. But they're eating all the fish, 
which is causing a problem because, you know, when they eat all the fish, then there's less for the fishermen to catch. So now they can't make a living. But because they're cute, no one wants to get rid of them. But they want to kill all the sharks. But the sharks are the only thing that are keeping the seal population in check. Like, if you get rid of the sharks, you're just going to have more seals and more seals and more seals, and they're going to be proliferating out of control because there are no predators. This is something that happened, I always want to say Montana, but it might have been Wyoming. It was a, a northern uh, a northern state, you know, close to Canada, where they had a wolf problem, or there was a perceived wolf problem. There was an abundance of wolves, wolves so they're like, oh, well, we need to get rid of all the wolves. So a bunch of hunters came in, and they killed all the wolves. And because of that, the deer proliferated out of control and started destroying all the crops because there were no predators to keep them in check. So this is what you'll see when you upset nature's balance. You're going to see uh, an overabundance of prey animals, and that's going to screw up the ecosystem. So if you suddenly don't have the wolves to keep the deer in check, the deer are going to encroach on your property, eat all your crops, destroy farms because they need to go somewhere to eat. And so they had to bring in wolves. They had to transplant them from other places, you know, Alaska, Montana, you know, Washington, all over the place. And they finally brought them in and uh, they were able to take them out. So, you know, that's how that's how they controlled it. And that's what the White Shark Conservancy is trying to do, like tag the sharks. So they say, okay, there are sharks, you know, here, here, and here. And there's an app you can download on your phone. It's called Sharktivity. I've had it for like three years or two years, however long it's been out there since I knew about it. I've had it on my phone. And just for for the record, they don't sponsor me. Like I'm just, I want to talk about this stuff because this is important. Uh, conservation of sharks is important because if you, again, if you don't have the predators, the prey animals start running wild and causing all kinds of problems with the ecology and the food chain gets all out of whack and there's not enough food for everybody and when there's not enough food for everybody there's not enough food for anybody and that's when you start seeing mass extinctions and that could impact people but people don't see it that way because they look at sharks and they're like okay teeth they're scary you know to put things in perspective I was at my brother's house a couple weeks ago, and my niece was there. My little niece, Emma, she's five. And I was messing around with Emma, and I said, you know what? I said, you know you have a monster in your house? And she said, what are you talking about? I said, there's a monster. He's upstairs. might even be in your room right now. And she was starting to get a little worried. She's like, "What what do you mean? There's no monster. I said, this monster has big sharp claws but the monster can retract his claws and walk around silently monster also has big sharp teeth and the monster can see in the dark and he can pounce and he can get you and his claws will just scratch you all up of course I was talking about her kitten you know but you know when you look at it that way you know a kitten has big, sharp, retractable claws, you know, or, and a, you know, as they grow up as an adult cat, kittens not so much, but still, to a five-year-old, a kitten could scratch you up pretty good. You know, big, sharp claws, retractable, that they can walk around silently. They can see in the dark. They have 
big sharp teeth, you know, but they're cute. So they're not considered scary, you know? And that's how it is with some of these other animals. Like, you know, you see people, you know, like, oh, look how cute this otter is. Otters are one of the worst animals. Otters are terrible. They rape harbor seals. Like, they are just vicious. They practice cannibalism. They will, their mating rituals are so intense that oftentimes the female will die, but the male will still keep her corpse and continue attempting to mate with it, even after the female has died. So they practice necrophilia as well. But they're cute, so that's okay. Meanwhile, people don't see sharks as something you can pet or cuddle. You know, they don't have, you know, big floppy ears or, you know, a long swishy furry tail. And they don't, you know, chase after a laser and roll around and, and, you know, look goofy when they eat shark nip. And, you know, not that there is a thing, but so because they're not cute, they're scary because they have big pointy teeth. You know, it's it's all relative. Things animals have the features they have that they have adapted over millions of years in order to survive. And sharks really haven't had to change in 450 million years. Sure, there might be some size or some aesthetic differences that maybe they don't look the same now as they did, you know, you know, 50 million years ago, maybe their their heads aren't, you know, they're they're wider and flatter as opposed to being sharp and, and, and more streamlined, you know, like a mako shark compared to like a bull shark. But, you know, just because they do what they need to do to survive, you know, they're, they, that doesn't make them any less deserving of, you know, conservancy. Like there's no reason to go hunt them to extinction just because you think they're scary. Um, I don't know. I know I, I kind of meandered all over the place, but if you're looking for something that's a good uh, shark documentary where you can um, really, really like get into it and and you know see see some of the effect that this has, um, I would I would definitely uh, I would definitely recommend it. It's on Amazon if you have Amazon Prime. It's free. It's streaming. Uh, just Save Jaws is what it's called. And, like, the title picture, like, the, the main image is a picture of Ocean Ramsey with Deep Blue, who uh, most researchers think is the largest uh, white shark alive today. She's about 20, 25 feet. She's huge, and she's just amazing. So I recommend it. Uh, 100%, I think you should check it out if you're into uh, shark documentaries. Or you just want to get a different perspective on, you know, how how people look at sharks and, you know, some of the behaviors that you don't see romanticized by, you know, uh, any of the stuff on Shark Week. So definitely check it out. And uh, I'm curious if uh, anybody wants to leave some thoughts. Uh, you can reach us at sharkbitespod at gmail.com or on Twitter at shark underscore pod, and let me know, or on the Facebook group. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's what I wanted to talk about today. 
Uh, I'm going to play a couple of ads and uh, wrap things up. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Hey there, this is JB. And if you enjoy Tales from the Crypt, then check out my show, Tales from the Podcast, where myself, and usually a very special guest, sit down to discuss the TV show, the films, the animated series, as well as the original comics. So check me out every other week on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and of course, at TalesFromThePodcast.com. Thanks for listening, kiddies. You're all a scream. <laughs> Greetings, children of the night. You are hereby invited to attend the Dorkening Network's eight-part crossover event, Dorkvania. It all starts with the Dorkening on Sunday, March 8th, with a live show kicking off this ambitious endeavor then continues on March 11th when the dorks will again be live to discuss the Castlevania Anniversary Video Game Collection. Then, on March 12th, Throwdown Thursday will be giving all the grave details about the Belmont family, along with a special guest, followed by Super Retro Throwback Reviews covering games 1 through 4 on the original Nintendo on March 15th. On March 17th, tune in to Retro Redoctopus for their episode breaking down the music of Castlevania. Then catch the AmalgaCast on March 20th to get caught up on the Netflix anime. Followed by Boobs, Blood, and Badasses covering the bloody history of the Castlevania franchise on March 22nd. Each episode will be dropping a part of a secret phrase that you must piece together in order to win some fabulous Castlevania prizes. And the series wraps up on March 25th with another live Dorkening podcast. Make sure to follow along on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to find out how to win. We promise this event won't suck. We know what's at stake. Wait, who wrote this? I'm very with Patsy. Play! Dorkvania, this month on the Dorkening Network. If you miss it, you must be bad. Oh, come on! And I'm back. Okay, so I just want to take this time before I, I completely wrap up. I want to take this time and tell folks about, you know, I know that there is, you know, some growing concern about people losing income and whatnot uh, because of having to stay home and being quarantined and businesses being closed. But with that, a lot of conventions and things like that have been canceled. Uh, folks who, you know, count on these conventions to make money um, 
you know, they could really use your support because a lot of them still have an online presence. So, you know, look into some of your favorite retailers. Maybe, you know, as you've you've gone through the years and you've gone to different conventions, you've found some folks that you really like and they do a good job. And there's a lot of uh, uh, products that you've purchased from them over the years or, you know, maybe you've heard of some, you know, like our sponsor, Deadly Grounds. Um, Deadly Grounds goes to a lot of cons, especially the horror cons, and with a lot of these things either being canceled because, you know, they're just kind of being bullied out of business by the bigger conventions, or, you know, the conventions are canceled due to, uh, you know, COVID-19. Um, support them. You know, if you're looking for good coffee, you know, a lot of us drink coffee, uh, getdeadly.com, or if you don't remember that, you can always go to throwdownthursdaypodcast.com, and we have links to that. Up at the top of our page, a little coffee cup. You click on that, it'll go right to Deadly Grounds. They have so many different flavors. They're guaranteed to uh, satisfy your coffee cravings. Um, our friends over at It Came From The 508 Productions, uh, you can go to their website, itcamefromthe508.com, pick up some movies, especially if you're going to be uh, isolated and quarantined. You know, you're going to need some, some quality entertainment. Uh, right now, uh, our good friend, Teal, uh, Jim Smith from Teal, uh, he has put all of his uh, back catalog up on Bandcamp.com. It is all free to download. He's doing that because he's just a classy guy and he's you know super awesome. Um, download some awesome synth music. Uh, a lot of it inspired by uh, our '80s nostalgia. Um, I absolutely recommend University Heights. It is a work of art. Um, it's brilliant. I would also recommend going over to Tubi, uh, the the app. You can either go to the Tubi.tv on your browser or you can download the Tubi app. Uh, most smart TVs, uh, I know PlayStation has it. Also, if you have an Amazon Fire Stick, it's available on there. Tons of movies for free. There's so many. Yes, there are commercials, but there are so many movies, including some of the friends, some of some friends of the show. As I stumble over the words, I'm trying to say uh, you can watch bad CGI sharks. If for some reason you haven't seen it yet, you can watch it on there. You can watch uh, Karando Mitsutake's movie Gun Woman, which is another brilliant film that I've talked about before, which I highly, highly, highly recommend. I cannot recommend it high, highly enough. And there's tons of stuff on there. House Shark, that's another one. Also put out by SRS Cinema, the same uh, company that put out Bad CGI Sharks. Um, and there's there was a ton of like well-known horror movies. Uh, I haven't checked in a couple of months. I don't know what their rotation schedule is like. But just look. There's comedy. There's drama. There's, there's so much stuff that, you know, uh, mainstream horror, mainstream comedy, all kinds of cool stuff. So check it out. Um, you know, Support your friends and vendors. Uh, Scully Couture. Ash has just bought a couple of uh, pieces of jewelry from them. They're, they're folks that we met at Super Mega Fest, and uh, they're super cool. They have some great, great uh, pieces, like all kinds of jewelry, like just so awesome. I, I highly recommend them. So check that out. If you're looking for some, uh, some cool Star Wars merch, uh, head on over to Lair of the Gecko. Uh, you can do that at Facebook, or you can go to LayerTheGecko.com. Uh, that's, again, another friend of the show, Dominic Pace, who played uh, Gecko on The Mandalorian. 
a lot of really cool, really uh, unique Star Wars merch. Um, you know, stuff that you're not going to get, you know, mainstream. Uh, you can go check out our friends at uh, Frightfully Clean because you got to keep your hands washed. So why don't you pick up some soaps from Frightfully Clean? Those folks are, again, you know, folks that we would see at at conventions that we're not going to see at conventions because the conventions have been canceled for one reason or another. Um, Creole Girl Creations, if you're looking for a tasty snack, um, she's awesome. You know, she's, uh, again, somebody we met at Scaracon. Check them out. Like, there's so much you can do. You know, support your local artists. Support, you know, your local musicians. You know, folks, again, that you would see at a convention. Maybe you know somebody who's in a band or is a, a filmmaker and they're trying to get some of their stuff out. Um, you know, and you know that they're being affected by all these shutdowns and closures. Uh, maybe you have some podcast friends that you want to buy their merch. You know, I know a lot of the folks on the Dorkening Network, including us, uh, I mean, there's no shark bite stuff, but there is some shark related stuff on uh, our T public store. If you want to go there, they're almost always having a sale. I recommend going there when uh, when they're doing a sale. We get a little bit of a kickback from that. Uh, we have our Amazon affiliate link. If you're ordering, you know, some Clorox wipes or hand sanitizer or, or you know, you can wait till, you know, the middle of April to get toilet paper. If you go to throwdownthursdaypodcast.com, click on our Amazon affiliate link. It'll open up your Amazon browser. Doesn't change anything on the price. Keeps it exactly the same, but we get a little kickback from uh, whatever you do. It's a very small kickback, but it helps us out. You know, if you want to buy, you know, some of our, our merch. We have notebooks and shirts and all kinds of stuff with our our logos on it. You know, you can get the Throwdown Thursday logo. You can get the Ashes logo. You can get the Patsy logo. But it's not just us. There's shirts all over for the Dorkening. You can get super retro throwback reviews. You can get the Dorkening. You can get uh, uh, retro Redoctopus. I have a couple of the. I have the retro Redoctopus. Uh, we're old and we remember things shirt. You know, support some of these folks if you can. If not, share. You know, share these Kickstarters. Go to these. Uh, you know. The, some of these folks that are, are trying to get films made, you know, go to Amazon and watch, watch uh, survival of the film freaks. You know, like you're, if you're going to be inside anyways, and you're looking for something new to check out, do that. Like that's, that's a way to support people. You know, I think right now it's streaming, so you don't even have to, you don't have to rent it or anything. You can just watch it. You know, do that, you know, listen to podcasts, you know, we've got this whole this whole contest going on on uh, on the Dorkening right now. You know, you could just by listening to some podcasts and and sending a message on Facebook, you could win fabulous prizes. Like it's it's a win win for everybody. You know, you're listening to our shows and we're sending you prizes if you're the lucky winner. So, you know, do that. Check out check out some of these places. Uh, check out if you're a gamer. You know, you you. Can't have gatherings of more than ten people, but you can get four or five people. You can get on a Skype session or something. Uh, check out our buddy Andy Doyle, the Dice Man. You can go to the Dice Man twenty twenty at gmail dot com. Shoot him an email. See all the uh, awesome dice he has. He sent us some really cool stuff. Uh, sending me another set of dice that I'm super pumped about. But he's uh, he wants to wait until he can uh, sanitize and sterilize all the dice because. He's very courteous like that. Check out the uh, the auction over at Amalgamania. They're uh, doing an auction for uh, 
there's a couple of things. It's a lot of four uh, horror figures. It's uh, Chucky, Michael Myers, Jason, and Freddy. And they're all the Nika figures, or NECA, I forget how you pronounce it, uh, with, you know, the interchangeable hands and heads and things that are super articulate and super cool. Like, so much detail goes into them. There's also the raffle for the uh, super awesome uh, Batman Ninja Turtles crossover. So there's five in this lot. There's uh, each each uh, package contains two figures. So the first package is Batman and Leonardo. Second package is Raphael and Robin, which is Damian Wayne Robin. The, the third is Batgirl and Donatello. Then Alfred and Michelangelo. And the thing I like is that Alfred has a Superman mug, which I just thought was such a nice, funny touch. And then there's, uh, you know, there's uh, the Rachel Ghoul and Shredder in the final, in the final one. Uh, but you know, say none of that stuff is uh, in your wheelhouse. You want to read some some cool independent comics? Go over to Source Point Press. There's so much there, including stuff written by our good friend Ben Goldsmith. Go check out Source Point Press. Go check out HorrorMade.com. Go check out all these different places that maybe you're not familiar with, but you know someone who knows someone. Go over to uh, AlexHoy.com. You know, check out the amazing artwork he did. He just released, uh, in conjunction with Scope, which is Adam Green's company, uh, they just released a design that uh, Alex made for Adam Green, uh, this really cool Victor Crowley design that... Uh, they put on T-shirts and, and hoodies. So go support uh, our friend. You know, and if you're listening to this, he may be your friend too. Check out just if you're going to be stuck, you know, you know, look around, you know, and you never know. You, you might end up down a rabbit hole of things. You're like you start checking out one show and that leads to another, that leads to another, that leads to another. And before you know it, you're swarmed with amazing content each and every day. So... You never know what you're going to end up with, but that's my two cents. So I am going to leave you with a uh, a random shark fact that uh, I know I I because I like to do that. I like to give you random shark facts, and I like you to know things because I want you to be more and more educated uh, about sharks and uh, how great they are and how important they are to you know, the balance of nature. So today's shark fact is about the cookie cutter shark. The cookie cutter shark, uh, that is its real name, they're uh, they're less than two feet, you know, as far as uh, their length goes. They're not, uh, the picture that I'm looking at has one of those yellow, uh, a pencil in its, uh, it's about three times as long as a pencil. But what they do have, what's unique about them is they have the largest teeth relative to body size of any shark species. So their teeth to body uh, body size ratio is off the chain. So the reason why they have that, and the reason why they're called cookie cutter sharks, is they take these, uh, for them, big circular chunks out of living prey. So it's it's actually uh a pretty innovative way of uh, of feeding so they can go by a, a much larger animal like say it's a you know a a whale or a dolphin or you know a large fish just run by grab a quick mouthful and keep going 
Sometimes the, the, the prey animal doesn't even know it's got a bite taken out of it, especially if it's like a big, big animal. You know, a 40-foot a basking shark isn't going to notice a little nibble taken out of him. Like, it might sting, like, you know, say a, a, you know, a, a flea bite or a, a, like, a, a, like one of those annoying flies that you see on the beach, like the, the mayflies or something, or sandflies, whatever the hell they are. Uh, they come by and they take a bite out of you. Like, you don't, it doesn't hurt you. It doesn't cause you any... You know, real discomfort. It's a minor annoyance. And then the cookie-cutter shark can always come by later and take another bite out of the same the same uh, animal. So, And they take these weird circular bites. It's almost like a, a lamprey, like, latching on and just taking a bite out of you. But that's why they're called cookie-cutter sharks. And they have the largest tooth-to-body ratio um, as for any animal. So the way they do it is... Like I said, they they have these weird like lamprey mouths, and then their bottom teeth chomp up, and he twists his body to rip the chunk out. So he's expending a lot of energy, but it's extremely efficient. So I think that's really cool. And now you just learned a new fact about the cookie cutter shark, and you learned about the cookie cutter shark that it actually exists. So I think with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and bring this episode to a close. It's a little longer than I was expecting it to be, but I did get carried away on a few things. But that's the name of the game around here. When I find something I'm passionate about, I'm going to continue talking about it. And I'm sure this is not the last you're going to hear of me talking about sharks or supporting independent creators. So with that being said, I'm going to bring this episode to a close. And just remember that while I am the podcaster, as the listener, you are my chum. Have a great week. Wash your hands. Stay safe and healthy. Take care, folks.